Welcome back to Time for Nach, where the 10th parak of Sefer Melachim base. We've really made progress, Baruch Hashem. Yehu tells the officials in Shamron that if they want to live, you've got to bring all of Achav's 70 sons to Israel. If they kill them, if you remember, this was uh, what Elisha had told Yehu to do. I'm not sure if Elisha told Yehu the specifics, but the idea of killing off Achav's descendants, as was prophesied way back when, this was the mission given by Elisha to Yehu. Um, it looks pretty cruel on the outset, but again, morality is in the eyes of Hashem. And if Hashem through the Navi says this, then it's very important to remain loyal to that message. If you remember, Sha'ol was faltered because he used his own judgment in reference to Amalek. He spared some of them, showing that even when he was killing Amalek, it wasn't because of Hashem, his command. It was because he felt it himself. And that became cruelty. When you feel yourself, you're going to kill someone. However, if you're doing it with Hashem's backing, so to speak, then Hashem is the arbitrator of morality. Hashem is the arbitrator of right and wrong. And even if it's tough, then unfortunately, you've got to do it. You've got to push yourself. Now, of course, that's only if the message is verifiable. You can't just hear God in your head, which is not a proper you know, nevua and do this by yourself. That's how we have rules. Um, in fact, the Rambam in Sefer Maranavuchim writes that one of the lessons of the Akeda is that nevua is 100% clear. Is had it not been 100% clear that Hashem's command to Avram was to sacrifice his son, then Avram would have no right to do it. You can't just, based on a probability, oh, it's probably Hashem, you know, sacrifice his son. No, Nuvua is 100% clear and verifiable, as the Rambam talks about in Mishnah Torah, as the Ramchal talks about. Your body goes into semi-paralytic state. There's a, almost a, a loss of standard consciousness, and it's very clear that Hashem is speaking to you. What happened to Achav's sons then? So we have 70 sons, right? So they slaughtered the sons. Uh, they sent their heads to Yehu and they piled them at the gateway. Yehu kills the remaining, the, the remaining members of Achav's family. And he encounters 42 relatives of Achaziah, kills them as well. Yehu and Yonadav, they travel in a chariot to prove that Yehu had destroyed the family of Yehoram. He pretends Yehu to serve the Baal and demands that together all the Baal prophets come together on pain of death. He wants to see them together. He's pretending to serve idols. Um, after this idolatrous service, Yehu burns the temple and he burns the prophets as well. He is a righteous king, you see, but he didn't destroy all of Yeravam's idolatry. And Hashem promised him that the kingship will remain in his family for four generations. But Yehu deviates from Hashem's word the promise, the commitment, and Chazal, king of Israel, attack. Uh, sorry, Chazal, the king, I apologize, attack. Yehu, meanwhile, rules for 28 years. Yoachas, his son, succeeds him to be king. And that is the end of quite a bit of detailed Perak 10, quite a lot of action happening, but that's Perak 10, the Perak Yud, Perak Asiri of Malachim Basin.